0: hello friends it's Sonia here with fresh approach fitness a wellness company and you're going to love 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 today's episode you're definitely gonna resonate with it I am sure of it if you are an overwhelmed overextended exhausted mom coach and Influencer, social seller, looking to achieve time freedom, balanced energy, and elevated finances. My friends, you've reached the right place. Today, we are talking about getting your shit together. And I don't normally say swear words. Shit is the only one I would normally say. Um, So I do want to. definitely make that warning out there that I am using that word today and I probably should have said the warning before I said the word, but guys, that's as bad as it gets. Um, In most of my podcasts, that is really as bad as it gets. So, Grab your pen and paper, get yourself excited for what's to come because we're going to lean into some feelings and some energies and some emotions today. But before we go too far, I want to take a special minute and wish all of my Canadian friends and family a happy Thanksgiving. I am recording on Thanksgiving Monday. We had all of our family together yesterday, all of our family, which was beautiful. I love it when we're all together. And um, absolutely no drama, which made it a hundred times better because, you know, as we go through different stages of our lives, of our parenting lives, of our co-parenting lives, of our families, we all come across different platforms, right? And different issues that make us sensitive or not sensitive to life. And we respond differently. So it was really, 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 really nice to say that it was a drama-free holiday. Ooh, Ooh, All right. Who's ready to buckle in? You know that feeling about getting your shit together? Like when was the last time? You've gotten your shit together in any area of your life. Just pause for a second and think. Money, meals, mindset, movement, taxes. When was the last time you felt like you got your shit together? Even meal prep. I don't care. Think about that for one second. When was the last time you felt accomplished? And we're gonna dig into this today. We're gonna talk about how good it feels to get your shit together. Like when you budget your, when you balance your budget, right? Or when you actually dictate where your money goes and you're in charge of it instead of it just spending frivolously and you wondering where what's happened. That's the difference today. So I know when it, when it comes to getting your shit together, that it's not totally up to you, but you don't have to have your shit together, at least not all the time. As long as you know that you are being mindful, in these steps so but once you realize that you either going to pretend that it doesn't matter or that you're not getting your shit together and then suddenly you have a muffin top and oh no that's what's happened or you freak out and you max out your credit cards because on self-help books trying to get your shit together (laughs) or you start spending sleepless nights googling because you don't have your shit together so in reality you're crying out for help Um, because you don't have your shit together and you don't know what's happened and you don't know where time's escaped you and you probably don't know the feeling. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about getting addicted to the feeling of having your shit together. And this is huge. It's that moment when you hit submit on a major project or your book to the publisher, or when you submit everything for your taxes and you know, it's golden, Or when you've gotten everything ready for dinner, it's perfect and everything else is in order. The house is no longer a mess (sighs) and you can take it all in and then it gets trashed again. But you did it, right? You did it. So today we're going to hone in a little bit, but on how to get your shit together, what it looks like. We're going to go over a bunch of different points, but really I want you to lean into this one message, get addicted to the feeling of having your shit together. So you can come back to that feeling in different areas of your life. Remember the four core areas that we talk about, mindset, meals, movement, and money. And in many cases, we don't realize where our limiting beliefs have an impact on these or where not having our shit together has a huge impact. As I mentioned, you know, all of a sudden you're getting that muffin top or you freaked out because you've realized you've used your credit cards on everything else, but what you intended to use it for. And now you're not sleeping. So I used to say to people pre-COVID, actually right when COVID started, that I could personal train with somebody three times a week. But they could go home and emotionally eat because they're financially stressed. So they're going to come back to me saying they're not going to spend the money on training because it's not working, because they're gaining weight, because they're eating, because they're stressed. So instead of that, let's deal with the root of the problem. Now, if you're not familiar with my kind of curious wellness quiz. It is amazing. And it helps us get to the root of the problem where we are unfolding where you're stuck. And from there, we can start to make some headway in some different areas of your life. So I will make sure that there is a link to this wellness quiz. It's called kind of curious wellness quiz. Um, There's going to be a link on this podcast for you to access. Quickly and efficiently when you're ready to do it. But I would certainly recommend if you haven't done this yet, go ahead and do it. All right. You ready? Okay. It's not the end of the world knowing that you need to get your shit together. First and foremost, take a breath. Now take another breath and let your shoulders relax. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Whether you are outright crying for help or you're internally crying for help, you are doing something about it. You are giving yourself permission to change. And that in itself is huge. Who cares that you don't have it all together? You're going to get it all together, right? I know. I know. It's kind of simple. But hey, the best things in life are really pretty darn simple. When you're hungry, you eat. When you have to go to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom. When you feel like smiling or dancing, you smile or dance. So, you know, It's simple, but simple isn't always easy. So enough of this excuses, enough of these scenarios. Are you ready to dig in? If you don't have your shit together, that's okay. Lots of things can go wrong though. Lots of shit, other shit can come up and lots of things can happen. Heck, there's a million, maybe not a million, but a million metaphors, parallels, and insights about what can happen when you don't have your stuff together, In reality, and I don't mean virtual reality, I mean reality, reality, when you don't have your life together, honestly, how do you feel? You feel lousy. You're not excited about life and you start hating on yourself for not doing some of the things that keep yourself motivated in the spiral of health and happiness. You give yourself lip service saying that you're going to do things, but you don't follow up and now you start distrusting the one person you need to be making commitments to all the time becomes one big unconscious mind scramble.
1: But it is really so simple.
0: Let me explain. When a baby has a dirty, crappy diaper, what do you do? You take it off, clean the butt, dispose properly of the diaper. as not to affect mother earth or to offend anyone. So what is so funny is every single day, we have dirty, crappy diapers of our lives that we don't take care of. And that offend not only ourselves, but a lot of other people on the planet. And the way we dispose of these crappy diapers in our adult lives is to wallow in them and to make everyone else miserable it's well, <laughs> all I can say, which begs the question, why do we keep wearing the dirty, crappy diapers in our lives instead of getting out of them? Cleaning ourselves up and disposing of the dirty diaper syndrome. Doesn't that sound lovely? Lovely, refreshing, clean. Yeah, for sure. But why, for some reason, are we sitting in it? Because for some reason, we're getting something out of the dirty, crappy diaper scenarios of our lives. But hold the diaper dispensaries and the baby wipes. If we want to get our shit together, dispose of the dirty diapers of our lives and clean ourselves up, we might, and we probably will, stop hating on ourselves. Even better, we're going to sleep like babies with less stress in our lives and wait for it, wait for it, we might actually get bold shit done. I know, amazing, isn't it? The obvious is almost always sitting right there in front of us, and we just have to clear the crap out of the way to find the truth. Literally, clear the crap. (laughs) It's kind of like the ongoing relationship we have with toilets and urinals. When we visit the porcelain gods, we feel relief, we can relax, and we can get crap done until it's time to visit again. Life is a series of crap disposal so we can continue to move through life, but it won't ever happen until you realize you don't have to have a self-help book and a loads of credit card debt or endless quests for the right information to help you remove that crap out of your life. Heck, there's not even anything scientific about admitting you don't have your crap together, but we all know how it's weighing you down. We know this. You don't need me to tell you this. You know this. So the benefits of removing the crap from your life. Today, we're going to talk about how you're going to get started. You're simply going to start by embracing 10 brutally honest, non-scientific, non-guru needed ways to get your crap together. You ready? Let's get started. First First step, number one, always the first step, admit you don't have your shit together. Okay. Swallow this hard. Put your game face on. And for once between you and me in this podcast, maybe you should just simply admit you don't have your shit together. Maybe you're a little overweight. Maybe you're a little overdrawn. Maybe you're a little overstressed. That's okay. Stop crapping all over yourself. You're human. You can move past this and this too will pass. No pun intended, but before you can take two aspirants and call me in the morning, the infection will go away, but only if you realize you're afraid of screwing up or you're afraid of making the wrong decisions or you care too much about what other people think. Okay. So here, I'm going me rephrase that again. This can all go away, but you can't be afraid of screwing up You can't be afraid of making the wrong decisions, and you can't worry too much about what other people think. Here's the scoop, my friends. You're not alone. We've all been there, and no one wants to truly walk into a shitstorm. I know. Now I'm using this word frantically. I know. But without without that storm hitting your life, you can't do awesome stuff. You can't make bold moves. You can't live outside in the shadows. And you'll never learn to step out of the black and white thinking without admitting, I don't have my crap together. So my little friends, here's what we're going to do. If you're going to have trouble swallowing the pride that you need to get your crap together, write it down. Because at the, at the the end of the day, we all need to get our shit together. And we all need to realize that our shit does stink sometimes, right? Yeah. Bold. Very bold. Take your little baby poops towards admitting that you don't have your shit together one step at a time. Only one little thing at a time so you don't get all worked up on the insides with all of this change that you want to do. Relax, guys. You don't need X-lax. Just relax and release one little crappy habit at a time. Let it go tell your permission phobia to sashay away. This is step number nine. Let's be honest because it's the only way you're ever going to learn to get over your crap. The scary, simple, but oh so complicated step to take after admitting that you have a problem or that you have many problems and you don't have your act together is to give yourself permission to get over it. That's the second step. No lip service, no excuse, no telling yourself it's scary, blah, 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 blah. Nope, that's not going to work this time. Not this time. And here's why. Because this time you want change. You're not listening to any of those same old, same olds. I've said those things to myself so much that I've realized, man, I've got to get past this permission phobia. I don't need to ask myself permission. For permission, I don't need to wait until I hit rock bottom in these areas. Now is the time. You see, permission phobia is an illness. It ranks right up there with the not good enough headaches, the but, but, but speech that impedes on your decisions, and then the can't take action muscle spasms. Are you familiar with any of these? I know I am. We get every ailment in the world working for us when we can't give ourselves permission to do the things that we need to do that are helping us move forward in the areas that we want to go. Heck, we can't wait for permission. Stand with our hands out in front of us waiting for blessings or decisions on this. That means other people have to admit that they need to get their crap together before they can give you permission to get their crap together. And my friends, that's not going to happen. It's like calling somebody an alcoholic. They're not an alcoholic until they admit that they have a problem. So they're not going to call you out until they admit they have a problem, right? We don't need permission or blessings from anybody. What we need to do, we need to say goodbye to the excuses. We need to step one foot in front of the other, speak the truth. Don't worry about fear of failure. The thought of being vulnerable, learning how to trust yourself In the truth of, oh my goodness, am I really, really, really ready to to take a stand in this area? Because too often we get paralyzed by the permissions that grant us intuition or simmer inside of us. Whether we let that intuition come out in a full boil or erupt over the sides of a pot, it is our lives that we are trying to decide to move forward into. We need to give ourselves the permission granted. Full steam ahead and it depends on how hungry you are to get your shit together. And my friends, I am hungry. Who else is hungry? I am working on getting my shit together now to make my life easier. Whether that means emptying out my purse, whether that means sweeping up the dog hair, whether that means being accountable for every penny I spend because I want it to go towards my big goals. So it's like a craving a secret you nibble on. You just want to see if it tastes right or if you're on full-on feed me range. It doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum, but know that you're starting somewhere. Because whatever satisfies your animal hunger to get your shit together, lean into it. It doesn't really matter where you land on the spectrum. It only matters that you give yourself permission to make it happen. And give that permission to yourself your way baby steps, or leaps and bounds. Whatever works for you. To make it simple, there's a four-letter word 4 letter word that'll guide you. In fact, this word is almost so obvious that once I share it, you'll probably start saying to yourself, duh, why didn't I figure this out? Truth is, you've been probably thinking about it for a while, or you wouldn't be listening to these types of podcasts. You know there's more out there. You just don't know how to go about getting started, right? So... Once you realize this word, you don't even realize how subconsciously you do it to create results. So you ready for it? I know you're about to peer your pants waiting in anticipation. My friends, cross your legs. The word is feel. And the simple question you want to ask yourself is, how do I want to feel once I give myself permission to get my shit together? It is that simple. We talked about this earlier. Get addicted to the feeling of having your shit together. It is going to make a huge ripple effect in your life. Once you know how you want to feel, now you have a goal. And I need you to lean into your feelings. We don't as a rule. Try it this time and see how different your life is. How you get there will be easier to determine because you'll be focused more on how you want to feel. So go ahead and give Give yourself permission And ask yourself, how do I want to feel once I get my shit together? Oh, and make sure you answer the question. Otherwise, you're not going to be moving anywhere forward on that spectrum whatsoever. How do I want to feel when I get my shit together? I want to feel lighter. I want to feel more organized. When I feel lighter and more organized, I am happier and I'm able to live in the moment more. I want to dance because I'm happy and I have nothing weighing me down. So I want to share that enjoyment with people. There's more. Those are just a few that came off the top of my tongue today. Okay. You ready for the next point? Confront the confusion. Yeah, I know. Believe me. I know. Confrontations are not fun. Unless (laughs) unless you're a sadistic creep, right? Okay. But some confrontations have to be had, but that still doesn't make them fun. However, if you don't confront your confusion, any confusion head on, you won't get anywhere. I know this sounds so elementary, but it is true. And it isn't going to be super hard, but it isn't going to be easy either. So get off your high horse and knowledge and just go with me. Just for a minute with this train of thought. If you don't agree, you can get off at the next stop. You ready? when you're in confusion, hell, you avoid making decisions. You get all up in your silly excuses as to why you can't do something. And you'll do anything, anything, but what you should be doing. Right? Trust me. It's called procrastination. and Procrastination happens when we're confused. So getting it to writing this blog and this podcast and preparing the information, I had to sit right down and go, Five, four, three, two, one. Blast off. I'm going to do it. I live the truth of which I speak. I am a procrastination master, but that's going to change. That has been changing actually over the last couple of years. I procrastinate out of excuses and not prioritizing, but this has changed. My story has changed. And this is because I've uncluttered my life by getting my shit together because here's why. I found myself saying I couldn't get the answers to why I shouldn't move forward. Regarding this this, um, podcast or even the blog, I'm ready to go with it. I was really procrastinating as to what to do. Before long, I became a confused conundrum. I made it 10 times worse in my own head than what it needed to do. When I came out it was so much easier to just sit there, take everything I'd written down and then start talking about it. I was making it 10 times more confusing than I needed to. So as I was doing some of work, I dug in for days exploring the questions until I exhausted every single possibility that I could come up with as to why I was so confused. And then reading some of the notes I put together, I realized there was nothing to be confused about. I was getting myself and my feelings so worked up over nothing. And this is a valid question and time well spent. I know, I know it's going to cause a lot of confusion. It's going to cause a distraction. The distraction is going to cause procrastination, but it is worth it because only when you are ready to get your shit together, you'll be able to put this all together in perspective. Once you have the list, once you have your thoughts, put pick two things one or two things that'll give you clarity and start working on them to free yourself up from being in this shit storm that you've created because you want out. And the best way of doing this is to answer my 22 questions. And it's going to give you a place to start. So start with the wellness quiz. The next step is the 22 questions. The 22 questions is a great place to start helping you hone in as to where to get started on getting your shit together. So the best way to confront the confusion Is to hone in on action. In order to hone in on action. Is to get a starting place. Start with the 22 questions. You ready for the next step? Stop making excuses. As a kid. A teenager. A young adult. College graduate. I decided. That I was an excuse machine. Somewhere along the way. Between motherhood. And... I don't know, being a stepmom, being a divorcee, being an employee, I filled my life up with excuses from myself, from my parents, from my kids, from my ex-husband, my bosses, my coworkers, you know, my friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was letting excuses hinder my results. This is not headline news, my friends. We can all make excuses like nobody's business. Yeah, I said busyness, and I also mean business, both. Um, but no excuses required as to why you can't. That's you getting in your own way. You see, excuses or excuse making is busyness making its way and keeping you from getting your shit together every time all day long. Even if you say you don't want the excuses to get in the way, they do until you create these excuses and you realize that you are the one being the culprit. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just stating facts. The more excuses you put in the way between your thoughts and your action is you standing in your own way. Not your kids, not your ex-husband, not your employee, not your parents, not your friends, not your job, not your schedule. You. You know you're already suffering from excuse making. If you constantly permit, and yes, permit, I am saying you are giving yourself permission here to get things, to let things get in the way. Because that's what's happened. It's rare that things get in the way by their own doing. Unless you happen to be driving a car or skiing downhill and somebody jumps out in front of you, walking down a street. But essentially, movement also leads to things getting in the way. Sitting still on the comfy couch, cozy pajamas, on your crappy life, doesn't provoke stuff to leap out in front of you and get in your way. You're just sitting there. So if you think that's what happened when you're munching onto too many edibles, nothing against the edibles, just saying it's not going to propel you to get anywhere in life. And that's not why you're here. You're here to stop making those excuses. And another symptom that... It's another symptom that you're an excuse-making machine is your relish, the overwhelm. As much as you hate the overwhelm, it's comfortable. You make an excuse and it overwhelms you. You stop making excuses and the thought of taking action overwhelms you. Funny how that works. And before you know it, you're making excuses for taking action and then excuses for not taking action. See, you really are the problem. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. You're human and a human excuse maker, just like the rest of us. But you can change that. How so? Get down and dirty with your excuses. Stand in the way of your excuses. Start slinging the mud off the excuses and digging into why you're afraid to look like a fool. Or maybe you're making the wrong choices. Or my favorite. If I do this, then I'm responsible. Hello, wake up my friends and smell that chai tea latte. I said it a little bit quick. T- my favorite version of a treat. The truth is you're responsible for your own life. You're responsible for your own story. So own it, own your excuses and lack thereof, especially the lack thereof, action, direction, ambition, motivation, whatever the word is that you need to own. Instead of doing a little self-suffling and uncovering your uncommon excuse, one is going to be the excuse you make all of the time with ease. That's going to be the easy one for you to find. I don't have time. Normally, I don't have time is a big one. I don't have money. It's another big one. I'm not ready. It's another big one. It could be the truth. If you're not ready, that could be the truth. So one excuse is going to be easy. The other one is going to be the excuse that you make, but you kind of cringe when you use it. Take on the one that makes you cringe and take it to your gym of life, if you would. You know, that gym of life that's going to help you get your story straight, get your priorities in order. That one is going to help you get addicted to the feeling of having your shit together. You can uncover it. You want to dump these excuses and move forward. Trust me, this is killing your mojo. It's not making you shine bright. Now, take the hard one, the one that makes you feel like you're cringing. Try to uncover, discover, strip it down three ways so you can begin to quit making that excuse. I know. I know. I know. You don't have to tell me again. This sounds like work. But it is so getting, so is getting your shit together. That's work too. And so is getting addicted to the feeling of having your life together. That is work too. But it is worth, work worth doing. Break it down like the badass Beyonce move and quit making excuses. All right. Point number four, quit living someone else's dream. Oh my goodness. This is my worst nightmare and probably yours too but you might not be admitting it yet. Trust me, seeker of getting over your shit. Until you quit living someone else's dream life for you, your life is going to be on the toilet. And no one wants to be swimming around in the toilet bowl unless you're one of those little scribbly bubbly guys. (laughs) And I don't even think they enjoy that because once they're done, they just get flushed. But hey, flushed is where we're headed. We're walking up to the shiny, sparkling dream machine and going to flush down everyone else's dreams of you, of who they think you should be, how they think you should act, and everything that would fit into that category. No more pipe dreams of everybody else's. No more living a life of one-way obligations just so someone else can feel comfortable in their skin about you. They're not paying your bills, my friends. They're not living your life. It's time for you to do this. And that habit of yours, of being there for everyone else when they aren't there for you, yeah, that needs a double flush. It's got to go too. But flush it with love. Kiss it goodbye. It's time to stop being the miserable, constipated version of you living the dreams that aren't your own. Instead, here's what you're going to do. Lovingly and with confidence and with a lot of self-care, Realize that if someone gets offended because you burst their dream bubble of whatever you are, that's on them, not on you. No need to keep fearing losing friends or family or shying away from your happiness because real happiness, although it scares you, it's time that you're going to get closer and closer to. You're going to get clear, so clear it's going to sparkle and it's going to jump out at you. And you know what? Your dreams are going to do the exact same thing. Everything is going to become so much clearer once you clear out the clutter of your life. Once you move past that. So instead of washing down that spiral grass, pull out a pen and paper and, you know, if you want to go digital, write these things down. I wish I wasn't dot, dot, dot. Create a list. Go for it. Put everything on that list. I wish I wasn't dot 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 every single thing on that list once you're done study the list don't just skim it study it the goal is to look deep and determine who you are when you're doing those things on the list you're a mom and dad kindergarten teacher boss those people can't stand it when you get promoted why because they're jealous So then what you want to do is you want to answer why those things bother you. If I didn't do this for such and such, would I still be doing it? Your answers will guide you to your truth and you will begin to help you clean up this false dream of your crap in your life and replace it with your dreams. So don't worry about why people don't like it while you do this and that and don't worry about why you're doing this and that. You just want to go through and create this list. I wish I wasn't dot, dot, dot. I wish I wasn't dot, dot, dot. And if I didn't do this for dot, 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 would I still be doing it? That's the part two to the question. And what's going to happen here is you're going to end up creating your own dream. Ready for what's next? Stop apologizing. Start owning it. I'm not sure about you, Or why this all started or how this came to my mind this week. But it did. And somewhere down the generation lines of humanity. Like making excuses, we become apology addicts. Especially here in Canada. We always say we're sorry. Again, don't roll your eyes and act like you don't do this. Friends, I know we all do this. It's like the not me ghost. The not me ghost did it. Every single one of us apologizes for stuff that needs no apology. For instance, somebody passing gas in public could apologize profusely. Yeah, it stinks, but in about 30 seconds, unless it's a really, really bad one and you're done apologizing, whatever's passed is passed and moved on. Apology accepted. But what might you be able to do if you weren't so busy in life making apologies outside of something that stinks? Maybe you could quit saying, yeah, but so much, or maybe you would find more time to defend why you hold on to a belief instead of apologizing for it. I know, I know, I shouldn't. Really, how common is that? Because if you know you shouldn't, why are you doing it? See, here's the thing, at least from my perspective, that's another good way of adding. Instead of an apology, you can say, at least from my perspective. So I'm going to rewrite this statement so you can see how to eliminate an apology with a little word, smithing, and how it can make a difference. Here's the thing that I want to be true, that I've observed in my studies so far of human behavior. Most people who apologize for everything they do fear standing up for themselves and are afraid of confrontation and ridicule. And they don't like getting out of their comfort zone. So they apologize and apologize and apologize. How true is that? Apologizing has its place, but it shouldn't be your rule of life so much that you can't clean up the crap in your life. So if you're apologizing for taking time to yourself, then you're shortchanging yourself. And the only person you should apologize to is you. If you apologize for not wanting to do something because you don't want to do it and own it and loud and proud and don't do it again, but don't do it again. Again, if you don't want to be a crass ass about it, but simply say, hey, that's really not my thing and I'd rather not do it. That's how you don't do it again. You don't need to say anything else. Leave it at that. And as soon as it becomes an apology, you start to diminish your self-worth and you lose yourself. Once you've lost yourself, it's very hard to find your way back. And that means you need to go back at trying to get your crap together. So here's a little trick I learned that works on so many friends. It's called closet tools. What? I know. Let me explain. What I discovered as I was going through things and refocusing on cleaning up my life And I've guided so many people out of all different scenarios. I still call this my closet tools. Everything that you need to come out of the closet in terms of stuff is junk, life, clutterness is all in your closet, figuratively. And all you have to do is find the stuff that you've used in the past to be successful or things that make you confident, capable, and leverage those things. So the same holds true for learning to stop apologizing. Whatever makes you feel confident, capable, and committed to speaking your truth will make you feel confident, capable, and committed to stop apologizing. So that's your next assignment. Make a list of what are the things are that make you feel confident, capable, and committed to stop apologizing. Make the list. I'm waiting. Go ahead, pause this, make the list. We are edging our way. Guys, it's going to be a little bit of a longer podcast than normal, but this is so worth it because how many of us want to get addicted to the feeling of getting their shit together? All right. Create and live by your non-negotiable list. It's a non-negotiable. How many non-negotiables do you have in your life? I have a handful of non-negotiables right now. And those who have been following me for a little bit. Know that it's cashy cereal, um, Arbonne shake that tastes like coffee crisp. It isn't, but it tastes like it. Going to bed at the same time every night. That's a non-negotiable. Doing my meditation first. That's a non-negotiable. Taking the dogs out for a morning walk or getting my movement in every day. Non-negotiables. What are some of your non-negotiables? How many times throughout history have those words been spoken that have changed the fabric of our lives? Non-negotiables. I'm not a historian, and I don't intend to be, Um, and I don't want to take up a lot of time here going over the the African history lesson, but I'm sure each one of us can recall numerous times in our lives or in someone else's lives where we've heard the words, it's a non-negotiable. Depending on how that phrase gets delivered, it's either a deal breaker, a button pusher, or a winner. Not sure why I use that phrase, but I probably got crept up from my recent past over the last 12 years where things are now non-negotiable, but I don't know where it started. I really, really, really don't. But non-negotiables, which are actually the way I want to be living my life. Non-negotiables are things I've built into my life that take my time and I decide where I choose to do on this particular blocks of time or how I choose to serve these times. Because you see, these non-negotiables are helping me create the foundation to my life, to my dream life. The feeling of having my shit together starts with non-negotiables for me. So what does that mean? It means like my perfect day. You know, there's no room in my perfect day for shit. Um, but My non-negotiables are going to be completely different than your non-negotiables. Do you have a non-negotiable? Do you have anything that becomes your guidepost, your no star, sorry, your no star, your anything to help pull you in the right direction? Here's what you need to do. You need to create a non-negotiable list. The one that'll help you further get your shit together. Make a list of things that you want to do when you find yourself saying, why don't I do that? trust me, all of us have this core list. We just don't write it down. Take that list and just do five or 10 things that are most important for starters and define the exact opposite of what you'd like to be doing in that situation. Don't judge yourself. Don't make excuses. Pretend here that you're looking at a friend's list. Make the opposite list and that becomes your starting non-negotiable manifesto for living your best life. So why is my Arbonne shake a non-negotiable? I love the way it tastes. I love the energy it gives me. I love the fact that I'm getting two cups of spinach in that shake. Why the cashew cereal? The fiber, the protein, it fills me up and it makes me feel good. So those are about feelings, nutrition and feelings. Meditation, I'm setting my mindset right for the rest of the day. That's why it's about feelings. There are a couple of other non-negotiables. Why do I like to move my body? Because my body deserves to be moved. I like the way I feel when I move my body, whether it's for myself or for the dogs, it doesn't matter. And to go to bed at the same time every single night, that's a non-negotiable because I like how I have the energy to move the next day. Those are my lists, non-negotiables. I would love to hear your list of non-negotiables. Remember, it starts with, why did I do that? And flipping the script to make your list of non-negotiables. Moving on to another point. Trust your gut gut instincts. You know, I have to be totally transparent and honest here. Not that I haven't been. You know, these posts are very transparent and authentic. But here's the real deal. I have a gut, not a muffin top. Not just a muffin top, but a gut. I'm working on losing it or at least trimming it down to at least two packs. No, I'm kidding. I'll be working on that six pack one day. It's not about what my gut looks like, guys. It's about what my gut does for me. And I'm going to get into that. Oh, wait. Definitely going to get into that sooner rather than later because I don't want to get too sidetracked. Squirrel! But you know what? Here's the thing. My gut is my physical pouch that I can't ignore when I look down. It reminds me that it also is protecting and containing my most valuable assets, my gut instinct. I know it physically isn't where your guts and your intuition reside, but it does to a degree. It makes you physically sick when something goes wrong. It makes you nervous. It sends your body messages. So it does talk to you in a perfect synchronization. It's kicking around saying, yes, yes, yes. It's excited. Your instinct and your intuition always, always, always know what's best. And it's probably not too much if you listen to your gut. But do you know how to slow down? Do you know how to tune in so your gut speaks louder than anything else? You can't ignore it. You cannot ignore your gut instinct and intuition once you know how to hear it. Here's the problem. When you don't tap into it, when you don't trust your instincts or your intuition, your symptoms usually look like this. Logical thinking rules your life. Following your heart and your soul is woo-woo. That's what happens when you don't listen to your gut. You're afraid of other people telling you that you're too sensitive and that you consistently don't trust yourself or believe yourself. I could go on, but this isn't supposed to be a depressive downward spiral that destroys your ability to trust your instinct. No, no, no. We got to flip this. It's about guiding you to go with your intuition. Trust yourself. Listen to yourself speak. Take a risk. Oh my gosh, I took a risk. I'm going to sidebar for one second. I took a risk on Saturday and went to my very first book signing. I was so nervous. I almost threw up before I went there. I said to Tony, I, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, you know, it's kind of like going to a race. What if I come in last? He's like, you've never, I said, what if I don't finish or come in last? And he's like, you've never not finished. You've never come in last. I'm like, I know. But what if nobody shows up to my book signing? Like I seriously went there. I took a big, big risk on Saturday. I allowed that level of uncertainty to be the playground. I pushed past it. I wasn't worried about what could go wrong. I was worried about there not being anybody there that showed up. But I was there. I took a front and center seat in my life. I faced my fear and I had an amazing day. You're not going to ever die from following the intuition road. After all, look what's happened when Dorothy and her friends followed the yellow brick road. They followed her intuition. And it turned out pretty darn good. Ex. Especially when the wicked witch went bye-bye. That's what's going to happen to you, my friends. All of those witches, when you clear the path and you focus on getting addicted to having your crap together, it's going to feel so good. So go for the outcome and the goal, but leave room to trust your intuition. Here's a great way to begin to exercise this muscle. Think back over your life, however far back works for you. To a time where you trusted your instinct, I'd like to suggest on making a little timeline of your intuitional hints. So I'm going to repeat that sentence because I tripped up over it a little bit. I'd like to suggest making a little timeline of your intuitive hints. Now you might not be familiar with what that is yet, but stay tuned here. What you will find is that your instinct has served you, and probably will continue to serve you well over and over and over again. So go back and think: Where has your intuition led you over the course of the years? It's always directed you to where you need to be. It's always directed you to somewhere better. Take a step back, explore how you felt when you would, when life intuitively intinuit, happened. Ask yourself: What was the outcome? And what did you learn from following your instincts? Taking that gun punch and following it. This year or this weekend, I learned so much fabulousness that it's okay to have fears. It's okay to face those fears. It's okay if those fears make you sick, but you show up anyways. Then use those observations to start working towards your intuition, your instinctive reset each and every single day. And that's what getting your shit together looks like, my friends. You ready for a bit more? All right. Except that shit happens. And that's when the shift happens. I believe that we are in our biggest shit. That is when our biggest shift happens. I know. I'm going to say that again. I believe that when we are in our biggest crap of life, our biggest shit storm of life, That is when our biggest shift happens. I'm being very clear on the words so you can understand the difference. And here's why. Go back and think about a divorce or being let go from a job or a significant change in your life. When you felt like you were in this massive shit storm, realize what's happened in the outcome, not in midst of it, but in the outcome. When when that storm passes, that's when the biggest shift in your life has happened you know, when I think back, I realize I'm not the first to say that, and I am not going to be the only one you're going to hear this from in your life. But here's where I feel i like to play this differently. I am willing to allow and give myself permission to dive into the shitstorms of life. Not always because, hey, I'm human, but when I'm at my most mindful state of being, it's actually okay that things don't go my way. It's okay that there is a storm brewing. Because I know I am going to get through the other end, a stronger person, a better person, and a lot of shifts would have happened to me. As you're standing there right now, afraid to fail, knowing that you'll do anything to avoid pain, trying to focus on your perfectionism, to take control, and telling yourself if you don't let your compulsive fixer save the day, you're screwed. Okay. Fine. Play it that way. That's what you've been doing all along, right? Play it that way. Or you could dive into this messiness. Hold on through the detours. Embrace the change and pull out your own version of a lightsaber and battle your way through the distractions that keep you from your goal and getting over your shit. It's the only way, my friends, that's going to get you moving forward into a new direction. And here's why. It's about being curious, and taking a three-pronged approach to accepting that life happens so that you can make the shift in your life happen. Allow yourself to sit in the shitstorms of life. Ask, what can I learn from this? Then the third point, determine, how can I fix this? See, simple. One, two, three. Easy. It's one, two, three. Okay, okay, okay. I realize it's not that simple. And you might not even be able to see the end coming or the light as you're going through the darkness. But if you think about it, by following this simple path with patience and permission, you will become more clear headed and able to invite the shift in. Just imagine starting with three, then doing two, and then ending with one. Or going from two to one to three. Or even worse, going from three to one to two. The best possible route? One, two, three. Number one, allow yourself to sit in the shitstorm of life. Number two, ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Number three, how can I fix this? Try it out. Think of something right now in life that is the shits. Complete and total, utter shit. Love Love on it. Sit here right now and think of all of the reasons that you just want to hate the shitstorm that you're in. And just think about the time where you can't love it and ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Ask it over and over and over again until you come up with one, two, three. However, many answers it takes to help you shift. Then you can accomplish number three. What is the best possible route to fixing this? Go ahead, be skeptical, but trust the process. The unknown always brings us to clarity. The scariest uncertainty and then smile from ear to ear when you make the shift and get out of that shitstorm of life. All right, my friends, we are coming to an end, but I've got one more key point for you. You need to admit that most shit is short-lived, Like a gray cloud, temporary passing in the sky. And the caveat of it all, it is almost always (sighs) self-created. Right? I know. I just lobbed the biggest mother load on you right now. But it's huge. We've created this ourselves by saying yes to everything, by not cleaning up, by using time as our excuse. You know it, and I know it. If you lose your job, you may not have had anything to do with it fine. However, you may have put the energy out into the universe that I'm cool, I'm good, I've got nothing to worry about. Then wham, like a full frontal attack to get this warm chocolate chip in the tray, the universe hands you the lesson that you needed most. That's the shitstorm. That's when it hits. You may not think you intentionally called on this yourself, but you did. Something about your energy or some lesson you needed to learn is brought to you. So now is the time to draw the line. Tell yourself that you're going to flush this crap and make a short dump out of it and move on.
1: You see, the sooner
0: you dive in and own your crap that you've somehow created and let it known that you're the boss, the quicker it'll be over. Even the worst of all storms. Go back for a second here and think of things like a lost loved one. Divorce, cancer, weight gain... When a volcanic eruption happens in your life, um, financial financial distress, all of these things, we have a hand in fixing if we want our creation of it. Let it know that it's going to be short-lived and that this is going to be the big one. All of this is short-lived, right? But in the moment, it's going to feel like the biggest mess you've got to deal with and you're going to have to pull yourself out. This is mainly our own thoughts and perspection per perspection. Huh, perspective about what's gonna happen. You change your thought, you change your perspective. I know this isn't going to be easy, but you can do it. So now let's get this into practice. Think of things, think of three things that are going on in your life right now. What's your first thought? What do you have to change about the situation? Write it down. Then how does it make you feel when you have thought of Now, can you change that? Can you change it somehow to a way that you can feel empowered? Now, how do you feel? So for instance, if I think that I want to get my finances together because I want to be saving a lot more for this cottage that I want to build and I'm not at the plan where I'm saving to the level where I want to be saving or even I want to start investing again, because the more I can invest, the more I can have this money for the cottage, the more I can start living this more relaxed, casual lifestyle. right? Can you imagine doing coaching calls? looking over the water like, wow. Okay. So there's my goal. So I could sit here and say to myself, I'm not saving enough. I'm spending too much. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I don't have anything in the account. Or those can be my three things. Or what can I do about it? Well, I can focus on my budget. Oh, I can go through my credit card statements. Oh, I can set things up for automatic billing. And I can pay whatever residual is left over in my account each month over to a tax-free savings account, making sure I don't need it, and then throwing it into savings or investments or debt, whatever step you're at first. That's how you make the shift to get rid of the crap. So get this down into practice. Think about the three things in your life right now that you want to change. Remember, if you're not sure where to start, if this is all overwhelming, Start with the wellness quiz. I'll put the link on here. Then head over to the 22 questions. You're going to love these questions because they say it's mind over matter. And I say, it's just you letting your thoughts know that you are in the driver's seat. You are giving your thoughts a purpose and direction. You are creating that dream life of yours. You are getting addicted to the feeling of having your shit together. And it feels amazing. So what do you say? Can you adopt any of these ideas for getting your shit together? If you say no, then keep on living your life. If you say yes, then you are wiping your life clean, spraying the air freshener, fertilizing where you want to go and grow once you get all of your life together. That's it, my friends. This was a super cheeky podcast. I hope you loved it today. A little bit of humor and know that I help people in the areas of meals, money, mindset, and movements. So I help overwhelmed, overextended, exhausted moms, coaches, influencers, and social sellers achieve time freedom, balanced energy, and elevated finances. Maybe you know one. Maybe you are one. Either way, my friends, let's connect and get started on helping you reach your goals, recharge, relax, and reshape your body that much sooner. I would love, love, love to hear from you. If you've liked today's podcast, go ahead and share with your friends, put a comment, like it, help me grow so more people can hear this information for free. And together, we can get everybody addicted into the feeling of having their shit together. Have yourself a great week, my friends, and happy Thanksgiving.